0: fans and welcome back to another episode of the untrained media podcast this is episode 122 uh i'm gonna get out in front of it and say i haven't watched a whole lot but i did watch something very important and we're gonna discuss it today Zack snyder's justice league we've been talking about it what seems like forever and so uh we're not gonna do the full-on avengers endgame treatment that we did all those years ago of like breaking it down scene by scene i'll try my best but i've only seen it one and a quarter times i went back and rewatched the finale again um i'll probably rewatch it sometime this week because i really really enjoyed it i have not heard what josh thinks i don't know if i want to know about it now or in our discussion um let's do this josh before we get into our discussion for zack snyder's justice league sum up your thoughts about the movie in one sentence
1: the epilogue's not needed
0: Completely agree. It's, also, it's also like the totality. It almost ruined it for me. Also, welcome, Josh. Oh <laughs> welcome oh to, hey. How you doing? Let's ask Josh questions before we introduce him. <laughs> Y'all know who he is at this point.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, things I've been watching. Not much. Um, I, I watched uh, the the first episode of Captain uh, the, the the Winter
0: Soldier thing. Um, oh, I thought you were about to say Invincible. Oh no, no, no. No. Cause isn't that uh, the, out now too, bro? I don't know. I
1: don't know what's out anymore. I'm sorry. Like literally, okay, what is so, time? What is time? I'll tell you what is time. Baby, time is don't not. Hurt me. <laughs> um, so this movie, the the Snyder cut is good, and the reason Nathan doesn't know my my feelings on it is because I finished watching it at three thirty last night. <laughs> I watched it after work because I was like, I need
0: to watch it before we get on the podcast. But, um, yeah, uh, coffee. Uh, we'll we'll dip more into it in our thoughts here. At least for me personally, it it wasn't a slog to get through, like, Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. Yes. Like, it didn't feel like four hours. That being said, it is still a four-hour chunk. Like, no matter how you slice it and dice it, like, uh, somebody's head, um it's still going to be a big chunk of time that you have to devote. So I completely Mm -hmm. get that. Like somebody, um, I was off the day it came out. So I watched it first thing in the morning, but when I got to work the next day, someone was like, before you ask, I haven't seen Snyder cut. I'm like, I wasn't expecting you to, it's a four hour commitment. No matter how, like whether you split it up into the chapters, which I was still kind of surprised to see that they're there, but also it's helpful for people that don't want to sit it, watch it in one sitting, which I totally get. The only way I was able to watch it is because I was off that day. Um, I haven't been watching a whole bunch of stuff, I've been reading a whole bunch of stuff, picked up a whole bunch of comics that I'm going to be reading, um, like Mr. Miracle, uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, what else did I get? Some Jeff Johns, The Flash, um, John Burns, um, Superman, Man of Steel Volume 1, which has been on my radar for a while, um, nice. I'm off this week, this is my first like vacation time off that was due from Christmas time, so, nice. so I'm just like, Like Ricky Bobby, now that I'm not actually working for the week, what what do I do with my hands? Like, I I don't know what to do with myself. It's just kind of nice to not do anything except hang out with Josh and talk movies. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, outside
1: of like working my butt off, and uh, like, I was home alone last week, and like, Kevin. Yeah, for, for those that don't know, I'm the terrible adult and still live with my parents. So, yeah, yeah, yeah But like I had the house to myself and unfortunately my dad and I have like a list of shows that we watch together and he made me promise not to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier until he got home. So like last week was kinda like, uh, I don't know what to do. So I bought a Switch Lite and
0: <laughs> and Parents playing... out of time? I buy a video game system. Why not? Yep.
1: Why not? I uh so I've been planning I think I've been averaging at least four hours a day. And Animal Crossing playtime.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you bring up playtime. So, this weird transition. But, um, in the PS5, you can see how long you've played uh, games. Whether it's PS5 or PS4. So, I've been able to go in and see how many hours I've logged. And, um, I'm not proud of some of the stats that I saw. <laughs> My all-time most played game on the PS4 is Arkham Knight at 352 hours. Um, Uncharted 4 was like 112 hours, but then again, I always say that that's a single narrative, and that's like 25 hours of story, so that's maybe, what, playing it through three times? I see you shaking your head. Arkham Knight, you gotta think. There's a Nightwing side mission, and that probably takes up at least 15 to 20 hours of that, just replaying that 30 minutes over and over again. But also, I know you have you and I both have issues with the narrative. You can't tell me Arkham Knight isn't one of the most fun places to just free roam around. And that's a lot of the times what I do with the Arkham games is once I'm done with them, just free roam. Not even looking for Riddler trophies. Just either gliding around or driving around and beating the crap out of criminals. And also, Arkham Knight is not as bad as you say. And despite its 2016 release date, it still looks incredibly good to this day.
1: I can't forgive it. Oh, you'll Sorry. be happy. You'll be happy to know that Star Wars Battlefront
0: 2 has about 290 hours logged into it. That, boy. Same thing with the original Battlefront. I'm like, I didn't need to see these numbers. Now I'm questioning things, but um shall we get into the news cuz we've got random news this week like yeah, not, not uber much, random.
1: Thank goodness the Snyder cut came out and gave us something to talk to. Talk yeah.
0: about well, besides Snyder Cut stuff, there's still DC stuff. One that I'm excited about, one that I'm still scratching my head. What on earth are they doing? Uh, but the one that I am excited about is one that I genuinely didn't actually think was real. As as bad as it is to sound, just because it sounded like, on paper, something that gets announced but no progress actually gets made on it. And that is the upcoming Zatanna movie. But apparently, this is a Zatanna movie... Has found its writer, not writer director yet, but um, the writer director of the promising young woman movie, which I'll get around to seeing at some point because it's getting a lot of award buzz. Uh, she has been tapped to write this this Zatanna movie. Now we don't know yet if she's writing and directing, but I think this is a good thing. You're getting. I have not seen Promising Young Woman. But um, I'm hearing good things about it. So getting someone with this caliber to do a Zatanna movie, awesome. Now, because it's me, I'm going, hmm, who is one of Zatanna's ex-boyfriends that we can bring into this movie because I'm that desperate for him to Stop! be in anything? <laughs> Just the list of who Dick Grayson hasn't dated is a lot shorter than who he has dated. <laughs> like, he did have a thing with Zatanna, so, um... There's always that back door, because I refuse to give up hope, even though I probably should. Also, I thought of some harebrained what-if scenario. But I'll, I'll dish that to you in a second here, after we get Josh's thoughts on. We now have a writer for this Zatanna movie, so it kind of, to me, means they're getting serious with this. What do you think, Josh?
1: <laughs> yes. Like, finally. like I think, like like you, like it was one of those things like... Wait, this movie's still in production. We're still we're still doing this. Oh, oh, this confirms
0: it. Yeah, like oh, I thought okay. this is a joke. I thought Zatanna yeah. was a joke, but okay.
1: No, like not that Zat- Zatanna, the character is a joke, mm-hmm. but like the idea that they would that they're making this was felt like a joke. Like, there's no way they'd never go for Zatanna, but um, here we are, and I am okay with it.
0: So, any thoughts on who you would want as a Tana No clue.
1: <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, maybe, because uh, the the only reason I have no clue is I haven't mentally put together everybody that's already in roles. Mm. Because there's a lot of casting, there's been a lot of casting that I am not, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to get hyped about putting somebody in the role of Z- Zatanna, even though that there is somewhere else, knowing that I, any chance I get, I push for Tom Hardy as Wolverine. Tom Hardy as
0: Zatanna. Put him in the leggings. <laughs> Put him in the tights and the fishnet.
1: Ryan, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool playing Zatanna. <laughs>
0: um. Ever since I saw the fan art that one time, I cannot get Alexander Daddario out of my head as Zatanna. Mm. I think that would yeah, be I'm great. Done. But the thing with Zatanna is um, she doesn't have to be a Caucasian actress. You can, you have a lot of freedom with this. I think you can cast just about any talented up-and-coming actress. I think that might be better. But also, I've heard on the flip side, someone bring up a really good argument of a character like Zatanna, who is not uber well-known to the mainstream audiences, you might have to have a big name to be the driving force of why people will see this movie, because the name Atana it's similar to the Black Adam situation of people don't know who Black Adam is, but they sure as heck know who Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, which yes. um, bringing back to my crazy what if theory actually revolves around Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam movie. So we've known for a while that the Justice Society will be making their big screen debut in Black Adam with... Uh, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher. Um, oh, there's one that I don't really remember who it is, but it's not one of the bigger name people. Uh, but we still don't know who Dr. Fate is. So I had this weird Jimmy Neutron brain blast last night, and I told it to her, and she's like, yeah, that makes sense. And she actually was with me when I first watched this um, storyline play out, as were you, Josh. What if, what if Dr. Fate, in this black adam movie isn't kent nelson what if it's zatara
1: oh dude i'm already here with you because that's what happens what season two
0: two? yeah
1: of uh of um Mm -hmm. just young justice
0: Uh uh-huh all
1: right here's the thing i think if they do it, I'm putting this together. I'm with you on this. I'm here. I'm here for you. I, okay? I knew you would I'm, be. I'm here for you. Okay. So, I think if they do this, in Black, in Black Adam, they just call him Dr. Fate, and they only kind of mention that Dr. Fate is the spirit, Yeah, Nabu. and not the person, and yes. that anybody could be under that hood, under the mantle. Yeah. Okay? Just mention it. Okay. Then, fast forward to Zatanna, and she kind of illuminates to the fact that she hasn't been able to see her father in quite some time. It has been many, like many, many years, or whatever, and she only gets to really see him once Once a a year. year, Once a year, and
0: doesn't kind of doesn't really
1: say why.
0: Now, you're shocked. yeah, now that, I put that, that would, seed that, in your that, head. That, now I put that seed in your head, and you're like, oh. I mean,
1: I don't want to cry, but I'm here for it. Especially, like, if Zatanna has her, her her friends there to support her during... I'm just like, basically, let's take that scene and put it towards the end of uh. Just young justice,
0: Just all of Young Justice. Oh, my gosh. So, for those that don't know, Zatanna is basically... Kind of like a more so a Doctor Strange than a Scarlet Witch in terms of she has learned magic and is not inherently magical, but Zatara is her father who is like an all powerful magician, not like uber powerful, he still has limits. Um, but she learned from him. And in the Young Justice series, Zatara I believe he takes the mantle of Dr. Fate so that Wally West doesn't have to basically, so Wally. Kid Flash can live because if you are wearing the yeah. helmet of Doctor Fate, you are enslaved into the helmet forever. You are imbued with these all powerful gifts, but you are trapped within the helmet's power—the yeah. power of Nabu. Um, so I think this would be this great emotional connection here. If you already have this thing in this Zatanna movie of, well, why is she alone? Where's her? This her dad is technically around but, but not she can't see him yeah and it's, he's not acting under his own powers and in the Young Justice series she's more it's basically prison she's allowed to see him one day of the year and that is it um Zatanna is a really interesting character I'm not gonna lie though I keep coming back to Young Justice related stuff of going okay if we're getting a Zatanna movie please 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 can I had a name but I forget who um, please, can we have the villain be Clary and the boy wizard with Teekle the cat?
1: Yes, let's go. Um, did you ever watch the girl in the photographs? I did not. Okay. Um, look up go, real quick uh, while I talk about it. Uh, talk about whatever. Uh, look up the main skinny kid, the main bad kid in that movie. He is where is the guy guy I would love. I don't know what his age is now or how, what really he looks like now because he's not in a lot of things. But he would be perfect because he's got this like swarmy like not swarmy like very like just the way that he smiles. You almost want to you just automatically want to punch him in the face. Like Miz face. Yes, he's got that Miz face. It's just, it's so perfect. Um, but I would, he would have to, I would really, 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 like, see, but, like, my only issue with that is while he is, like, childish and kind of, the the, the boy wizard, kind of childish and kind of annoying, he's also, like, insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm, I'm, the only thing I'd be wary of would be, what if... It, it might be swinging too high too fast
0: and too early. If they're making this, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not Clarion, the boy wizard, it's just Clarion. And he's like an older adult. Maybe oh, that's who it was. I thought David Tennant, if he's not doing Ooh. Marvel stuff anymore, I think he would be a really fun. Clarion. So basically Clarion is this evil warlock. That's about it. And he's got this magical cat <laughs> who is amazing. <laughs> I kind of really, really love Teakle. Um, also he, at least in the young justice version has the single most irritating voice I have ever heard. And as the yeah. fact that you just want to see him get punched in the face. like, Oh,
1: oh at all times. And like, anytime he shows up, you're like, y- yeah, kill, punch him put him, put him in his place, please. And like, and that's, I think what added to the, why he he's such a hated character. like in a good way at least in in young justice because he like he's incredibly annoying and but like equally powerful so it's not like you can just like write him off and be like no 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 he's just excuse me he's just annoying don't 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 we don't have to worry about him like no like this guy if we don't attend to him will destroy every universe we know (laughs) that we know of
0: he's annoying but he's powerful um i'm putting this on record now i think this will probably be an hbo max movie and that's not a knock against the quality of the movie it's just that they need movies like disney plus has movies like netflix yeah. has movies they've the people at dc have said that they're going to do theatrical and hbo max related content and i think this is this would be perfect for an hbo max of a this could be great um but it might not necessarily have the biggest box office appeal so it might be a safe bet there yeah just
1: to kind of get, let it gain some audience first and then, you know, it's for Zatanna to, you know, bring it to the theaters or whatever. Um,
0: but yeah. However, if we thought <laughs> a Zatanna movie was out of left field and not the highest of priorities for a movie, then you've got the executioner over here from Watchmen because he looks exactly like that. But no, in reality, the man you're looking at here is Our Man. One of the members of the Justice Society of America. But not even one of the top tier members of the Justice Society of America. Like, he's currently on Stargirl, but really? Our Man. So we bring it up because apparently an Our Man movie is in development. Heaven forbid your Nightwing movies, your Man of Steel 2s, or wherever that Green Lantern Corps is. Guys, we're on, we've are we got a blockbuster on our hands. And it's an Our Man movie. Are you kidding me? What the <laughs> heck is this? Like, okay. I pride myself on knowing comic book characters. I had heard of Our Man. But really, guys, this is where your priorities lie. Our Man. A man who takes... Let's clarify here, because I'm going to lose some of you when I say this. A man who takes a pill and gets superpowers for one hour and then can't take that pill again for 24 hours. It's... I don't want to make the joke because I'm above that, but it mm, unless this is a comedy, I cannot take this seriously. Like, this sounds like a stupid Ryan Reynolds idea of like a... It's just too easy of a joke to make here that I'm not... Just... Our Man. We're get... We've getting an Our Man movie before Nightwing. Man of Steel 2. Green Lantern. A Martian Manhunter movie. A Cyborg movie. A actual standalone Justice Society of America movie. Just... Zatanna. That's out of left field. But at least Zatanna was an active member of quite a few superhero teams. What the hell has our man done within the past 20 years? Besides, he looks like Discount The Cape from NBC's The Cape that was only on for half a season. What the heck is going on?
1: This is really fun watching you struggle. I just don't understand this. <laughs> um, I had to look him up. I, yeah. had, no, I had no idea who this is. Um.
0: I yeah. I don't know. It's his costume looks more than a little suspect too. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know, dude. Like, what maybe, the heck? I don't know. I mean, hey, maybe it'll turn out to be cool. Who who knows? Maybe it's some weird back door. Imagine imagine us using um, them using our man as a way to get to introduce us to all the main ca-
0: these the main heroes. <laughs> but like so <laughs> I say um, he's a member of the Justice Society. I can think of five Justice Society members. That would be more interesting than Our Man. You could have a Jake Eric Flash movie where maybe he crosses over and meets Bart Allen and just some weird duo there. A Hawkman and Hawker Girl movie could be fantastic. An Alan Scott Green Lantern movie because his is very different than all the other Green Lanterns. Sandman could be more interesting. Stargirl herself could... I just... (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired of these weird decisions. It's like they are playing Yahtzee, except with every single name in the DC Universe is in the cup. They shake it up, and they're like, whatever comes out... That's what's going to get a movie. Ooh, Crypto, the Superdog, and Our Man. I'll be honest, I'm much more excited for the crypto movie. And it has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. Just it, Whatever. Um, our Man. Our Man. Like, this That's has okay. to be a comedy, right? Like, this is... No! It's, it's fine. It's
1: fine. It's all about timing. It's all about... <laughs> um... Um will be we will be uh, uh, locked in our seats in the suspense thriller as it, the the show goes from you know minute to minute um uh, I'm trying to get as many time puns in here as I can um uh, yeah, uh, yeah that's all I got
0: <laughs> I don't I just I don't, I don't understand know, this it's, it's like fun. it's not even it's- so much like a like a st- uh, Static Shock or a Blue Beetle decision where it would reach a demographic that had never had it before. The time enthusiasts are getting their own movie. Woo! They're going to be like, okay, who's a perfect villain for our man? The Clock King. The Clock King and the Condiment King team up to take down our man. Okay, Go- here's the thing, man. I
1: would. I am here for an on-screen Condiment King. Don't even. <laughs> Why do I feel like he would be in Suicide Squad? Uh, because he should be. Um, if Polka Dot Man can be oi, in, the, oi, in the suicide... Squad. oi, oi! No, 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 no! if Polka Dot Man can be in suicide Squad, so can Condiment King.
0: Polka Dot Man actually brings stuff to the table. Those Polka Dots are magic and they're special and they can transport you to places that you've never been before. Condiment mm-hmm. King will sauce your hot dog. <laughs> All right, so anyway, let's uh, move on to the next <laughs> news story. <laughs> Because, you know, nothing is more tonally jarring than making Condiment King jokes to the most depressing video game ever known being adapted to an HBO series, Last mm-hmm. of Us. We're great at transitions over here. Um, so this is an interesting interview that Neil Druckmann, the internet's favorite person, um, was talking about the Last of Us series. And he made some very interesting remarks in that, Sometimes in the show, they'll be lifting dialogue verbatim from the first game, whereas in other episodes, they will be drastically different and deviate greatly from the video games, to which I'm going, okay, that's either really, really good or really, really bad. Um, It would be great if you're basically fleshing out the events of the first game and and then the events of the second game don't happen. And that's what you mean by deviate greatly. Because um, let's just say the second one isn't without controversy. And is very polarizing. Um, this is the first red flag to me with this Last of Us project. Like, I've been so excited. And I'm especially excited with the casting of Pedro Pascal as Joel. Uh, it wasn't who I was expecting, but it's fantastic. I really want this series to be great, and I think it could be something special. I think The Last of Us as a source of content is a great place to pull from. I do get some red flags here going, we're going to deviate greatly from the game. That could either be really, really good in terms of they're doing something fresh, but it could also be we will entirely miss the point of the original and just, we want a post-apocalyptic show, but we want it with some brand recognition.
1: Yeah, I... Here's the thing. I kind of already assumed that they were going to deviate, um, just not, just because of the the game to show transfer story wise is going to be a little weird. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess it's not that surprising to me. I, I I agree with your points though. Like, it it this could either be really good or really bad. But then again, that's what we thought about this show from the beginning. Like, it, it's either going to be really good or not good at all. Like, that there's, I don't think there's any in between here.
0: Yeah. And when they say they're going to lift lines directly from the games, I don't want it to be like, stop what we're doing, look directly at the camera. Do you remember this famous line of dialogue? Or, like, blatantly recreating scenes. Like, yes, I think it'd be really, really cool to see the scene with Ellie. Uh, petting the giraffes or something like that that's exactly
1: what i was thinking (laughs) but i'm like i don't need that
0: to be directly translated this time around since you're hbo and you have the budget let's have them ride giraffes into battle against the clickers (laughs) no let's not just Joel just (laughs) screw stealth i'm riding on a giraffe i mean
1: but to be fair, it, that that's just reflective of anybody that actually played Last of Us. It was like, I'm gonna try some stealth for the first three uh. times and then after I die, I'm going in guns blazing.
0: Yeah, that was actually kind of um, the narrative. I wasn't a huge fan of the Last of Us 2, but the single biggest thing that made me just go, yeah, I'm not really digging this game, was how much stealth there was. At least with, like, Joel, if you didn't want to do stealth, you could still cover shoot and the shooting mechanics are even worse than they were in Uncharted, but Like Ellie, you have to rely so much on stealth and I get it for narrative purposes, but for some of us, me, I suck at stealth so much, but also I was never really comfortable with killing dogs and that's kind of (laughs) something you need to do repeatedly. They're like, oh no, if you're good at stealth, you don't have to kill the dogs. Sorry Lassie, I suck, so you gotta go first so you can't see me type of thing. So I'm just like, I'm really vibing with me, um... Yeah, but I I want this to be good because I want video games to turn around in people's perception just in general, because I think um, people that don't play video games still kind of assume that it's kids stuff, whereas you've got stuff like The Last of Us or Uncharted 4 or Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War, which are really masterful narratives on scale with blockbuster movies and sometimes even better. But it's still that perception thing, and so I'm mm. really hoping that this isn't just a, well, The Last of Us is popular, so let's just do a Walking Dead with The Last of Us skin on it type of thing. That's um,
1: yeah, that's what I that's what I think I'm I'm the most worried about, and because I don't know, I, sometimes I think I'm in the minority, but Last of Us should have ended like season four. They
0: Walking dragged... Dead.
1: Yeah, sorry, Walking Dead. Walking Dead should have ended
0: oh, season yeah.
1: four. It was oh, yeah. it was done. Like real quick little side tangent. Do you ever notice how they moved the show north? Like how they the show starts in Georgia and then all of a sudden we come back in the next season and they're like because of the winter we moved up up north blah blah blah. It's blah, blah. so scientifically they can extend the show because given a certain amount of time outside of the pandemic flesh would have rotted to a would have rotted. Pandemic to a is not the right word. Point. I mean, no, but like <laughs> the, the zombies would have deteriorated outside of a certain point in Georgia because of the humidity, so the show would have ended that season. Technically speaking, scientifically,
0: <laughs> so they moved
1: it north so the zombies would still be around. How dare you
0: have your logic in here?
1: I know, right? But like, it's just stupid. I, I okay. Let's okay. be known. I, I gotta. I gotta say it now. I don't like The Walking Dead. And I oh, yeah. don't... I, I There's really, a lot of people that don't really, like it. I don't really, like it. I really, 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 hope that they don't do what you're saying. Because... Which is The Last of Us... It's it's Walking Dead with The Last of Us skin.
0: Because The Last of Us... Uh, I didn't play it for a while just because I assumed it was just your average zombie thing. And then I think mm-hmm. it was Michael Same. that showed me the first 10 minutes um, oh. on YouTube. And you're just like, this is not what you're expecting cuz you see a little girl on the cover of this game with this bearded guy so you're just like oh they're going to go on this adventure together. Oh, it's not that little girl cuz she's dead. Um but then you get all the feels of that. Um So yeah, I really I want yeah. this to be good. But this does raise some red flags to me. Um but it could also be good because there's such controversy surrounding Last of Us 2. Um, I don't think they would change any of the events of Last of Us 2 though unfortunately I think they would just tell I've often said that the events of Last of Us 2 aren't what hurt the game it was the order in which they were presented Of uh, mm. spoiler alert for those that haven't played it Joel dies pretty quickly into the game and you play as they deceptively marketed it of like certain characters show up in the trailer but then when you get to that point in the game it's somebody completely different so they definitely lied to people in the trailers, but I don't think that was the issue. It was so much of had you, um, so the whole second half of the game is you're playing as the person that killed Joel. Had you started the game with that character and then you kill Joel, then you're kind of left going, am I the bad guy this whole time? Cause you've already spent half this game playing as this person, getting their perspective, as opposed to more or less coming back from the beginning, With this preconceived notion of, I already hate you because I know what you're going to do, as opposed to, this is this character. Oh, I just did this bad thing that shakes me to my core. So I think it was just kind of out of order. That was my issues with Last of Us 2. And maybe they'll undo that. Um, I'm not sure. We're still kind of a long way off on this, but hopefully they start filming soon on this. But yeah, this is the first major red flag to me.
1: You want to know another red flag that I'm seeing?
0: Is that, our, is that our next topic?
1: <laughs> we really are out of ideas, aren't we? You would rather give us a Puss in Boots 2 instead of a Shrek 5. Give me a Shrek 5!
0: Okay, I've never actually talked about this on the podcast before. But oh? um, the original Puss in Boots I saw with my family, and we still to this day... Hold it as one of the single worst movies we've ever seen in theaters. (laughs) All three of us. It was the first time we ever got out of a movie. Just all looked at each other going, did any of us like this movie? That was awful. Like, I'm sure there's fans of Puss in Boots out there. More power to you. I hated this movie. So I'm already coming from, I don't want this to happen. But two, that happened, I'm sure, what? Over 10 years, at least 10 years ago? Like, who is asking for a Puss in Boots 2? That being said, the premise is interesting. Of supposedly, Puss is on his last life, and he's on the hunt for some magical thing that will reset his life counter. I'm going, cats don't literally have nine lives, but... It's fantasy. Whatever.
1: He's a magical cat. Let him his, do his thing. He's magical because <laughs> he's voiced
0: by Antonio Banderas. That man is magical. Yes, um, oh, what a guy. And he's in Uncharted. Never forget oh, that. Gosh, um, I am so <laughs> scratching my head at this. And Josh is broken.
1: <laughs> he's like, I know we're talking about in boots, but I have to talk about Uncharted real quick. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs>
0: At the rate we're going, Puss in Boots is going to come out before Uncharted. But no. who asked for this? Like you said, where is Shrek Five? Like, are we supposed to be getting like a Shrek sequel slash reboot? because um, uh, for those at home that want to feel old, Shrek just turned twenty, my friends. Um,
1: uh, yeah, make it stop! Make it stop! No, <laughs>
0: we're, we're old, Josh. No, I guess no. you could. I guess you could say. Somebody once told me Shrek's oh, turning no, 20, no. yo. Um, oh, no. Who asked for this? <laughs> just why? Like, it's not like the first one was even universally beloved. I'm sure it made a decent amount of money because it's an animated kids movie, but just why? That was also around the same time, like, Zach Galifianakis was really big because he played Humpty Dumpty, which is the weirdest casting ever. Just... But also the best? Just why? I don't get this like there's good movies out there that we still have yet to make but we're going with this like my brain is melting and it hurts like I don't know how it hurts if it's melting but it is I just my brain is not computing the dumbness that is this decision like (sighs) what I, I can
1: literally give name off like two or three movies that would be better ideas than this um you know, as as a uh, seasoned movie exec, I, I know I know so much about what the fans want and blah, blah blah. I, I don't. I'm trying to also like keep in mind that our discussion last week was like fandoms, about fan, fandoms and stuff like that, and like try not to make hypocrites out of ourselves. Yes. but again, at out of the same time, at the same time. Like literally who was asking for this movie? Like are you like if if this isn't a cash grab, I don't I I is I don't know what is. Like how what what is this?
0: Yeah, who was asking for this? But also let's not make any mistakes. Let's try not to piss off the Shrek fan base because there's yeah, very be few fan bases though. that scare me more than the Shrekdom. Um Shrek is love, Shrek is life. No, no no no. <laughs> Just there's so many, <laughs> so many decisions that I do not understand with this. Like, yes, How to Train Your Dragon is done. Kong of Panda is done. Let's just drag out the rotting dead corpse that is Puss in Boots. Just milk it for all it's worth. Shrek, you're you're fine in your swamp. We don't need you. We'll bring back Puss in Boots because that worked so well the last time. However, <laughs> if you think that's the last random reboot we're going to talk about today. You'd be mistaken. Bro, I heard of this on the
1: radio last night. Are you kidding me? On the
0: radio. How old are you? Wow. I was
1: driving home and I don't have an aux cord in my car.
0: (laughs) So, this movie I'm sure was around when radio was at its zenith. But um, also, like Puss in Boots, who is asking for this? Apparently, we are getting... An Ace Ventura three coming from the writers of the Sonic the Hedgehog reboot. Also starring Jim Carrey. Now it's important to know that Jim Carrey has not signed on yet to return as Ace Ventura, but I feel pretty confident given that he just worked with these writers on the Sonic movie, they're prob the they probably had this in mind when they were working on Sonic, like, Yeah, this is cool, but we get to work with Jim Carrey. Let's do an another Ace Ventura movie and see if he'd be interested in and it. He's not a big sequel guy, but um this also feels super, super delayed. Josh is, like, chomping at the bit to say something here.
1: I got you. I got you. You ready? You ready? Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready. Are you ready? You're ready. So, <laughs> picture this. <laughs> i got to say that. It's like, it's, like, the most, like, movie pitch way ever. It's Ventura, pet detective, but he's helping Sonic.
0: And ladies All and gentlemen animal. ladies and gentlemen, Josh is officially cracked. No. Let me, tell you how it's, let me tell you how it's done. Ace Ventura crosses over with the Jump Street movies. Oh no. I would pay good money to see Jim Carrey have to talk to an elephant that is uh has that has Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill on his back.
1: I mean, to be fair, that would be that might be very interesting to give Ace Ventura the, uh, the tw- 22 Jump Street treatment.
0: Ooh, I'm kind of on board now. <laughs> what can I say except
1: yes, you're welcome? You're welcome. So uh, uh, I think the only thing that's stopping, like, because everyone was, what was it, like four years ago, everybody was like, oh, it's the everything. <laughs> Um, I think that's that's just always a thing in, in movies. Yeah, that's how people sound to me. Um, <laughs> um, the only reason they haven't rebooted Shrek at this point is because anytime they boot up his animation, he literally just goes, I oi get out of my swoop and they're like, Yeah, we don't want to deal with that. Um but like Ace Ventura is I mean geez, okay, hold on. That's when like, was what, the 99, last ninety
0: nine wasn't? Well, there was that one that we all agreed to never talk about. Wait, the second one no the one with the kid they made a third one uh, yeah we all agreed never to talk about it again one no with... no no like legit i didn't know I no didn't there's know one there. where it's like ace ventura junior pet detective and it's like him as oh. a kid it's either him as a kid or it's like his nephew or something
1: okay i haven't heard of i haven't yeah so Lucky. when nature
0: when nature calls the second one Oh yeah yeah came out in 1995 so, also, moment of honesty. Yeah. I've never seen any of the Ace Ventures, and also have no desire to. Whoa, 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 what? I'm also going to piss off Josh even more. I've never understood the love people have for Jim Carrey. I've yet to see a performance of his that I actually like. I'm not <laughs> joking. I think he's drastically overrated. I don't hey. think he's that funny either.
1: All right. Collecting myself so that I I don't. It's not fair of me to yell at you for Jim Carrey when there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. It's okay.
0: But, like, Hmm. look at his track record. He's in that horrible Grinch movie, which you can never convince me that it's good. I hate his Grinch movie so much. I mean, but. He had some good lines in Dumb and Dumber, but, like. Eh. Also. Dumb and Dumber, the, like the sequel that came out, kind of taints that legacy pretty hard. Also, I will never, ever forgive him for whatever the heck he was doing with Riddler. Um, Like, I, I just never understood Jim Carrey. Hold on. Hold on. Also, you like him a lot more as Dr. Robotnik than I do.
1: I think he's really good. I, okay, hold on. Um, I just I'm I'm googling him. I thought we've said
0: this before. I've I've this is not a new. I don't think this is a new revelation to the podcast. But yeah, I've never been a I've never been a carry person at all. Just because he can contort his face into different things, I don't think that makes somebody funny.
1: Okay, so have you ever seen The Truman Show? (laughs) Yes, it's fine. He's really good in it, okay. but not like uh, really Bruce Almighty.
0: I'm not Bruce Almighty fan. The
1: the, the series of unfortunate events.
0: I hate it
1: so much. A- Eternal Sunshine uh, of the Spotless Mind. He's not bad in dramas. Yeah, Eternal Man. Man on the Moon. Mm. Numbers. Numbers uh, number 20- sucked. Okay, don't number, bring 23, up numbers. number twenty-three. Number uh, twenty-three. The Cable Guy. Kick Ass Two. Come on.
0: Never saw Kick Ass Two. I only saw the first one. But also, you can't pre- <laughs> you can't pretend that he was a big factor in Kick Ass Two. He was a bit part. It was like basically an extended cameo. Okay, I've just okay, never okay. been a Carrie fan, okay, unless it's like the original Brian De Palma movie, but that's a different Carrie. All
1: right, all right. Here's the thing. Give me, in the words of Olin Rogers give me this solid and you i were pooping produce... <laughs> watched that again a few days ago <laughs> i was I watching that, that a few days ago more solids <laughs> oh so good anyway um at least watch the first one and just i don't i don't care if you is that like if it or not It comes out, out of an
0: elephant's butt
1: that's the second one okay the so- okay and to your credit the second one is way more outlandish way more just like hey let's Give let Carrie do whatever he wants, and yeah, it doesn't always work. But um, yeah, it, it let just watch the first one, and I'll I'll leave you alone about it. That's all. I it's it, and it's only because it's literally one of the most quoted movies of like at least of his one of his most quoted movies. Yeah, and there's a lot of pop culture references, and I want to make references and you get them
0: like i i am sure i know most of the ace ventura ones it's just it's never been my favorite i'm assuming then that you would be excited for a third one because you know
1: i have no idea why we're making this (laughs) i mean like we said like the, the the second one came out in 95 like are is is jim bored is is that what's happening right now i uh okay whatever man
0: you do you you do you At least it's from the Sonic guys, which, let's be honest, that Sonic movie should not be as good as it is. Like, it's not a masterpiece (laughs) or anything, but it has some pretty well-written jokes other than the the beat-you-over-the-head product placement that is Olive Garden that Josh... No, but
1: I love it, and I don't know why I shouldn't!
0: The product placement beat Josh over the head so much that he got a concussion to the point that he enjoyed how much he got beat over the head with it.
1: I think I appreciate to me, it was like the whole, everybody on the whole in the whole movie was in on, like, a joke. Like, at some point, somebody, they were, like, at work, you know, I don't know, how to, like, they, they were just, they had a traumatic experience or something at an Olive Garden, all of them, which is not uncommon, by the way. Um, and they were like... They said it was never-ending. The pasta <laughs> ended. <laughs> and, and, and they're just like, man, that was tough. Yeah, but at Olive Garden your family and like just like this running gag with between if between friends and stuff and to me that's what that felt like i know it is almost as bad as the product as mercedes-benz in the snyder cut um
0: but or just any car whatsoever in transformers
1: gosh it's so bad but to me at least it was played off as a joke and not like hi oh uh, i'm gonna drink a soda pepsi can <laughs> like, you know, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Or know. for some know. reason, how Dr. Pepper is always the prominent drink in like every big blockbuster. Like even in Zack Snyder's Justice League, if you look at the scene where, he be- where Victor Stone becomes cyborg, what is on um, Joe Morton's desk but a big, huge bottle of Dr. Pepper? And I'm like really guys like i know i should be focusing on cyborg here because we'll talk about in a little bit here but cyborg was awesome but i'm distracted by the dr pepper because it weird thing from scene to scene cyborg scenes he changes his flavor of dr pepper like at one scene he's got like diet or like vanilla dr pepper and the next is just like regular i'm just like why am i focusing so much on what joe morton drinks but okay (laughs) without further ado Josh, you got a sponsor for us this week. Today's sponsor... Dr. Pepper. Mm.
1: <laughs> oh, I got this. Uh, uh, uh. Today's episode of the Uncharted Movie Podcast is an, is sponsored in part by Dr. Pepper.
0: When one flavor just isn't enough. Have 23 of them. So, also, since, <laughs> since when have we been the Uncharted Movies Podcast?
1: Uh, dude, bro, leave me... I. <laughs> the coffee is kicking in and i haven't had much to eat either so like my like everything is shaking
0: maybe we always need to have podcasts when josh is running on minimal sleep (laughs) he's extra giggly today yeah all right let's talk about movie that believe it or not had more giggles in it than i was expecting it to absolutely um not just giddy giggles of excitement but genuine humor i thought Uh, With it not being Joss Whedon's version anymore, that like all hints of humor would be gone. But I'll I'll be the first to admit, I was wrong in a lot of aspects about this movie. Um, I enjoyed this movie a whole heck of a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I've said uh, on social media, and I still stand by this, not only was this my favorite Zack Snyder movie I've ever seen, I think this is my favorite, not just DC, I think this is my favorite Zack Snyder movie, period. Like, I went into this going, this movie does not need to be four hours. It needed to be four hours. Like, I, I wouldn't cut anything out of this except for um the post credit scene. I refuse to call it a post credit scene because the credits still happen after this scene. Yeah. We'll talk okay, about it later, so, but I hated the nightmare scene. I still have no desire to see this nightmare sequence whatsoever. But um
1: Okay.
0: Let's hear Josh's initial thoughts, because I haven't heard them either, people. So I wanna be Clear.
1: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my negative first.
0: Yes, because I do because saw there some negative. is
1: so much more positive than I was expecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The epilogue is thirty to forty-five minutes long.
0: Return of the King. To be,
1: it does not need to be there. It does nothing um, but set up. So the, the the my biggest thing with the epilogue is it creates hanging threads on a movie that is all nicely tied up. Doesn't need to happen. Um, you could have ended it right there. Uh, some of the... Uh, a lot of shots, st- like, stay to, like, maybe 30 seconds to 45 seconds is too long. Like, for some reason, like, he's, like, panning out on a wide, and it just stays there for a little too long. Um, the... Slow-mo? Yeah, there, and I, I'm okay with it when it's Flash. It works with it when it's Flash. But th- there just seemed like a lot of, like, really unnecessary s-
0: slow-mo. Especially the first um, hour had a lot of slow-mo.
1: Mm, yeah. Like, when the Queen... Uh, Amazon Hippolyta? is Hippolyta, yeah. When yeah, she, she, when she's leaving the... uh, Obviously, guys... Um, spoilers. spoilers.
0: Yeah, we're going to yeah, go in-depth on this.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, We probably should have said that at we the We haven't top, said anything that,
0: spoiler yet.
1: Yet. Um, but we will, (laughs) so, um, like she's running out of the building with, with the mother box. And for some reason that's all on slow-mo and that really like weirded me out. But, uh, there's, there's like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of little things, uh, but holy crap. Ezra Miller's flash is so likable in this.
0: Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. Holy crap. Because a lot of the stuff was in the Joss Whedon version. But here's, here's my thinking. The one that we got theatrically, it felt like that was like 125%. Like they sped it up just a little tiny bit. And he was played back just a little bit. Like he still talked fast and moved fast and was a little manic. But it was not as fast. And that made a huge difference. It was also... When you are the only one meant to be the comedic character, you shine a little bit more as opposed to everyone joking and having fun. His humor worked a little bit better here, except for, and I'll say two words and Josh will immediately know what I'm talking about, hot dogs? Like, bro, no, sorry, no, I love the crap out of that. (laughs) Just like, okay, there's a scene in this movie where he saves Iris West, which was a really cool scene. That one of the few times that slow mo does work, but I agree with you of the it lasts for like 30 or 40 seconds too long. Of like we get it, Barry loves Iris, and it's going to be a big relationship going forward. But I wouldn't be this would be a cooler moment if I wasn't distracted by the literally dozens of hot dogs flying around in slow motion around the scene of going. But okay, this is just so weird. The thing that saved it for me was I was like, oh, haha, I get it, because
1: he always needs snacks, haha. <laughs> But then he uses the hot dog to thought, feed but... the dogs. Yeah. Leave me alone. So I was, to me, say I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Ha ha ha. But no, like, he is so likable in this movie, in this version. Like, holy crap. Um, like, to the point when, spoilers, when he does use the time force. Just the, like the, I said. Yeah. And which, by the way incredible way to use that like holy
0: crap even if it should and, have been yellow but whatever
1: but whatever but still like he like all right barry you gotta break the rule you gotta break the rule i was like bro come on break the rule yeah absolutely like oh my gosh i was i was so down um aquaman toned down they toned down the bro of him
0: however and i really really liked it however the broness is still there like jason Momoa's yeah, natural yeah, yeah, yeah. charisma like i don't know why but my favorite Aquaman line in this whole movie is when they first get to the Cave, and Bruce is like, this is Alfred, I work for him. They're all passing by, Barry's just like, <laughs> like, he's all giddy and excited. And then Aquaman's just like, it's pretty badass, Alfred. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> the fact that he like has this respect for Alfred, I'm like, yes. it's pretty awesome. But however, Aquaman has one of the, I'm actually genuinely pissed that it got cut. Uh, because in the theatrical version, it never made sense to me that Aquaman and Cyborg just like butted heads. It's just like didn't get along. And there's none of that. There's none of the stupid in-team fighting in this movie. And Aquaman has that great line about Cyborg. He's just like, we're expecting a lot from this kid that just watched his father get brutally killed. And Mm -hmm. Flash is like, I thought you didn't care. I never said that. And I'm like, yeah, boy!
1: boy. And then when he fights Um,
0: Steppenwolf, he's just like, hey! Miss me? Ready? Ready for (laughs) round two? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's
1: go it. Oh, dude! There's so much cool stuff in this movie. Um, I love, 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 love all the backstory that they gave Cyborg. He mm-hmm. absolutely, for someone that this movie kind of lays on his back, and like he supports the to like all of the the Mother Box stuff. For that to have not been in the Joss Whedon cut. Made no sense. And for it to be here made so much sense. Now, uh, my favorite thing about this movie is Wonder Woman.
0: For the most part. For the most part. I will say, before you get into it, I will agree with you. I think this is actually Gal Gadot's best performance in the entire DCEU. Um... However... Good God, Junkie XL, did I want to punch you in the face with that Wonder Woman music. Every single time Wonder Woman did anything, oh, uh, like, oh, dude. stop. After a little bit, yeah. Stop. <laughs> like, every um, time anything either Amazonian or Wonder Woman in general, it was the same stupid music. I'm like, this is good. But you don't need to do it literally every time she does anything. Hey, Wonder Woman, can you get me a Dr. Pepper? Oh. <laughs> like, so, stop. I don't know about you, but
1: i know that you and i were vocal about how disappointed we were in Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Mm-hmm. When she comes in and we i'm pretty i'd have to watch them side by side but i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of little things that they added to the the bomb scene in in this film. I think.
0: Either that or was taken out of the theatrical cut, you mean? Yes. Okay. I uh,
1: recorded regardless. When she shows up it is like that whole scene happens and then she end, and it ends basically with her like calling that little girl a princess i like almost teared up cuz i was like this is this is wonder wonderful. girl
0: wonder girl wonder Absolutely. girl
1: but um i don't know why i did that to my mic um anyway
0: <laughs> please let that be Don or troy like
1: please okay but like, that movie, that scene ended, and I paused it, rewound, like, rewound it back and watched it again, like, right then. Because I was like, this, this is Wonder Woman. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then, like, so many times throughout the, the film, she, she's sweet and graceful, but also, like, this incredible badass. Like, I I, She's I, the one that I gets can't... the final shot. Dude, she is. And, like, there's so much stuff she... When she, uh, the only line that I cringed a little bit, only because in context it doesn't make sense. I get what she's saying, but in context it doesn't make sense. Is when Steph, when she's, the first time she's about to fight Wolf, and he's like, back off, this one's mine. And she's like, I belong to no one. I'm like, "Ah, yeah. Alright, let's, okay, let's go, come on. But then like, has like the coolest fight. Um, Holy crap. Just, like, the the gauntlet stuff, like, all the, bla- the sword and shield, like, it's just so cool. I can't... Also, just thinking of that scene, and I'm geeking out now. I'm officially, like, not even thinking critically about the movie. I'm geeking out now. Um, I don't remember how they brought Aquaman in on the Joss Whedon one.
0: But uh, how they brought...
1: I think, I don't... Yeah,
0: I don't remember. He just kind of joins them.
1: Yeah. The way that he shows up here is perfect and i am here for it
0: although why does mara have a british accent now i
1: decided to ignore everything that happened with mara i don't care about her at all
0: also i like volko's look a lot better in the aquaman movie than i did here like willem dafoe with the long hair just looked really really weird it was Um, unsettling yeah um i kind of want to get some of my other negatives out of the way and then we'll just yeah absolutely we've got so many positives about this i I was speaking out i'll I'll openly acknowledge how wrong i was to doubt this movie but um oh
1: absolutely same
0: you you brought up the wonder woman action scene and it was really prevalent for that but it was prevalent throughout this movie of why does zack snyder have this penchant for desaturation like this movie could have just had normal color schemes like just shoot it normal or at least turn it down a little bit if you want but it was so desaturated, like not as bad as Batman vs Superman, but it still wasn't. Considering this is you, this is your hope movie, let's get a little bit more color. Um, the Wonder Woman thing was annoying. The music kept showing up. Um, we'll talk about the end stuff at the end, like the the mm. nightmare and everything else. My other big negative—it's not even so much a big negative; it's more just a really fan nitpick. When Superman comes back, it was awesome. It was amazing. We never got an explanation as to why he has the black and gray suit. Like, yes, he flies Mm -hmm. up to the sun, which in the comics, that's supposed to be I'm weak and I need this will absorb more sun so I can get my powers back quicker. Basically, it charges me up better, charges me up faster there was no logical reasoning. Like Zack Snyder has said in interviews, this black suit is supposed to represent this. It's supposed to represent this. I'm like, cool. You can say that, but you didn't tell us. For like the casual person like my mom or my dad who might not know why he's wearing a black and silver suit, it might be confusing to them going, well, why is he in the red and the blue when we see it over his shoulder there? And I was also yeah. disappointed that I was right. The Him opening a shirt at the end was originally shot by Snyder. wasn't a Whedon cut. However, I was really hoping that when he opens his shirt at the end, It would be the black and the blue again like like my, my mission i am back i i needed the black and silver for a little bit here to get to get me back to my normal power levels but now as the blue and the red i can be the symbol of hope like that was kind of what the narrative they were building towards yeah like even when he was coming back also it was kind of weird of like this all this dialogue that we'd never heard before like pa kent saying fly son i was like that's awesome why are we only hearing it and not, like... Why wasn't that scene in some other scene or, like... I think it would have been cooler if we got hologram Russell Crowe. I know he got destroyed in, in Man of Steel. But have a hologram jor and a hologram Jonathan Kent standing next to him as he's picking out his new suit. Then maybe mm-hmm. have the logic of why he's going with the black and the silver. But those are some just really big nitpicks. I know Snyder said, in future movies, he'll earn back the blue and the red. It just rubbed me the wrong way that in the nightmare sequence... He's got the blue and the red suit again. But when he's out there saving the world at the end when he rips open the shirt, it's the black and the silver. I'm like, that feels a little backwards to me. But other than that, let's talk about the positives. And the single biggest positive for me, uh, more than anything else, is I liked the music in the theatrical version. I love the music for this movie. Like, Man of Steel, the Superman theme in Man of Steel, I thought was perfect. I was wrong. It was close to perfect. What they, we got in Justice League is perfect. Because you get the regular... doo doo, But it's not just on piano now. Now it's got brass. It has power. It is victorious. Like, I've listened to Superman Rising Part 2 over and over again going, This. This is a Superman theme. This is a powerful march, but it's not a sad march. This... This tune doesn't get lost or am uh, get lost along its way. This is powerful. This is triumphant. This is this is Superman reborn in musical form. Just the music across the board was excellent. Like the flashback scene when all the gods are fighting Darkseid and they're coming together for the first time. I was like, I'm gonna be jamming out to this music for quite a while. That music is so good.
1: And um, I I th- everything about bringing him back. Was fantastic. He, uh, when he again, spoilers. I guess kind of, but when he protects Cyborg, he comes into the frame. Boom. Not Stephen, impressed. Boom, not impressed. I was like, oh, again. It was the same feeling as what when the original Justice League gave us, right? When he popped up, we're like, that Superman. Like, let's go. I'm a big fan of truth. Absolutely. But I'm also yeah. a
0: big fan of Justice. Which you can say what you want about the Joss Whedon version. I will still get super, super excited when Superman showed up in that, that theatrical version. With mm-hmm. Say it's cheese or stupid or whatever, but I'll still get giddy when it's... I'm also, uh, I'm a big fan of truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. And the classic Superman theme kicks in. And he, I even still really love when he comes down and he's just like, is this guy still bothering you? Boom. Like, yes. that's, that's Superman that I kind of wish we could find a middle ground between the ending of the theatrical version and the ending here to find somewhere in the middle because when Superman's beating the crap out of Steppenwolf, I'm like, so is he getting a little close to the dark side here? Cause I'm um, like, oh. I get that he's a bad guy, but you're kind of going Luke Skywalker here. I So the
1: thing that I thought of when I was seeing that, and just because of the spacing of his punches and then how he kind of slows down after a bit, he's, they're trying to keep him down so that Cyborg can separate So Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's less about, I'm going to beat you into the ground, but more of, I have to keep you down so that we can do what we need to do.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah. Also, seeing, bro, there's so many moments in the finale of this this movie that I was like just fanboying over Um, and then also tearing up a little bit. Example. In that kind of same space of time, in in that in the finale, when Barry is like, "They're like, Barry, you okay?" and he's like, "Yeah, I just got a my, the wind knocked out of me. <sighs> I'll be fine. Come on, Barry, heal. Come on, come on, come on." Arrowhead's like, "Yeah, Barry, come on, man. We 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 really riding on you." But
0: oh, at the same man. time, like he's been drastically shot, and he's trying not to yes. let the team know that oh dude like but then he powerful. uses the speed force and he's the first thing he's like dad if this doesn't go right i want you to know that i was one of them i was one of the people that was helping it's like granted it was a little on the nose when his dad in that prison cell was like you can make your own future you can make your own past i'm like it's a little on the nose there billy crud up which side tangent <laughs> the flash did this the show of having his dad in the show being alternate universe version of jay garrick I would kind of really love if Billy Crudup was Jay Garrick. I would absolutely. I think he'd be especially,
1: perfect. especially how he how the the character progression they have with him towards the end of the movie, but like also that line from from Flash: was "Like I can make my my own future, I can make my own past, I could like I was just like, has this this is all is this has this always been a Flash phrase? No. All Let's right, make well, it one." It's got to be one now. All right, cool. Like, I just... Here's the thing, dude. All of this to say, I absolutely love this 100% more than I thought I would.
0: Oh, absolutely. We were dead wrong on this movie.
1: Absolutely. The questions that come up for me, do I love it? Because it's uh, way better than the 2017 Justice League. Do I love it? Because it's actually a really good DC film. And how how was there this much footage not used? Well, also... There was so much new footage.
0: Also, uh, I bring up the do we love it because we've been so starved for new content for a while that Mm, it's a new superhero movie and we haven't had a new superhero movie in a while. I don't think that's it. I think it just genuinely is this good. Um yeah there was a lot of missing footage we get more cyborg which i thought was fantastic we also get a lot more victor stone which i was ready to poo-poo that when he dies i was like he just sacrificed himself for nothing but even his death means something because he superheated the mother box and basically make it easily trackable i'm like got it appreciate that we didn't lose any of the alfred humor he is still Mm. the same sarcastic i don't really want to be here but um, I'm going to ship everyone I possibly can. I thought the Bruce and Diana thing was a little awkward. Like, they try and do some, like, cutesy romantic moments, and I'm like, I don't know if this works or not. However, that's not the weirdest relationship that apparently Zack Snyder had in mind with the whole... Apparently, this was one of the stories that Zack Snyder was contemplating was... um, So we know Lois Lane was going to die in the future timeline. uh, That we'll talk about more with the Nightmare sequence. And we see a little bit in this. But apparently, she was going to be pregnant with Bruce Wayne's kid. But Superman thinks it's his. And so, apparently, Batman loved Lois. I'm going, have they shared any scenes together in these movies? Like, at all? But apparently, when Superman was dead, they had a fling. And I'm like... I do realize he's only been dead for like a month? Damn, Bruce, slow your roll there. Um, yeah, i like that. I, mm. There, there a lot of decisions. Like, I'm with you. Of, I, I like this Justice League, but I also kind of want this to be the end because I don't have any interest in the future stuff that he was planning, like the nightmare sequence. Not interested at all. I know a lot of people are, and a lot of people are mad because the head of Warner Brothers has said we have no plans to continue the Snyderverse okay. stuff. But I'm like, I get why Warner Bros. is saying that, because Zack had a very specific, like, Dark Knight trilogy-type mindset of, I want to tell my story. Which is awesome, but Warner Brothers is also coming at it from the mindset of, we want to expand our universe and be able to easily access any of our characters. As opposed to, hey, look over here, Aquaman's dead, Wonder Woman's dead, Dick Grayson has been dead forever, Superman's our bad guy, still.
1: So, um, I, have, I have a thing to talk about that so let's let's go ahead, let's get into the epilogue a little bit hey uh, and this is what i told one of my buddies um last night when i went who was up and so we were chatting a little bit he's a big snyder fan was the epilogue cool no yeah i i didn't on, like on. it. hold on hold on was it cool yeah was it completely unnecessary absolutely it didn't need to happen. um Weirdly enough, I felt Jesse, Jesse's Lex Luthor improved. I don't know how.
0: He's uh, only in I one don't... scene.
1: I know, and that that was like I don't I don't know how I was more okay with that. I don't know, but um, okay, let's so let's talk about the nightmare sequence, okay. Um, Cause he brought up, he was giving me a hard time. He's like, "Oh, when Tony Stark sees his whole all, whole family, you know, all his friends die, blah blah, blah. blah it's fine when Marvel does it, but when DC does it." But Marvel had been doing
0: the their stories for close to a decade, so there's stakes also,
1: there. Also, here's the thing. I and I want to be clear here. Could potentially the nightmare stuff be really cool? Yeah, sure. That could be. There's some interesting story aspects you could you could really tell there. But. Does it need to be set up at the end of a film that's gonna be a one off? Yeah. No. And also that whole nightmare sequence is about fifteen minutes. Like it's long. Um that's not an end, end credit sequence, guy.
0: That's just that's, an extra scene in your movie.
1: That's just and like and that's what I think. The more and more... The longer it went on... The more and more I got annoyed. Because I was like... Hey, it was like... 3.30 in the morning. But like... When they end it... Right before the epilogue... I was like... That's it. That's perfect. Stop it right there. But then it just keeps going. And keep going. And it keeps going. And the difference I think is... You don't know it's a dream... Until he wakes up. And it's like... Okay. Cool. Cool. Because, and I'll have to rewatch it to make sure that the transition is what I remember it as.
0: There's no transition. No, there is you, no transition. They did go that twice. From, the scene where yeah. it shows dead Aquaman and dead Wonder Woman and uh, dead Lois Lane in Superman's arms. There is no transition into that.
1: No, there's none. And it just goes from, and that was, I think it was confusing for me. And that this is why it doesn't work to me. You go directly from a scene where Deathstroke is alive and toasting, about to kill Batman, and literally within seconds, for whatever reason, he's helping Batman. Mm -hmm. It's not, not, and I, I try to be clear here, it's not that Snyder's trying to do a nightmare thing. It's how it's presented. It's how it's... Put in certain places. It's how, like, you have to transition. You have to put up a, um, in another universe on the screen or something. Put, you can't just, like, throw things up on the screen. Or just and, say uh,
0: 30, uh, five years later or 10 years something. later or something. You have yeah.
1: to do something. You can't just throw it on the screen and be like, oh, and then have Bruce wake up and, like, ha, 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 and then have a whole conversation with Martian Manhunter for,
0: which actually no is real.
1: Yeah, I mm, it doesn't make sense. Which it I have
0: issues with the Martian Manhunter mm, thing. The design you, looks cool, mm, but you should have just had him at the post credit scene there and not talking to Lois, because I, if it guessed. was if it was Martha and Lois, that makes sense. Because there's some details that that Martian Manhunter, as Martha says, that I'm like, only Martha would know that, and it kind of, like, I get that it's supposed to be this big shock thing of like, cool. It's Martian Manhunter, but I'm going Martian Manhunter doesn't have that relationship with Lois that Martha and Lois have, that should have just been Martha. It, yeah. That way, when Martian Manhunter shows up at the end, it would have been more of a shock because we didn't just see him two hours earlier in a really, really random thing. I think it's because Zack Snyder didn't think that he'd be able to shoot that new ending, because you could tell that was definitely added later. That and the Nightmare sequences were definitely the the reshoots. Mm-hmm. But It doesn't make sense why it would be Martian Manhunter there. Um, I was still kind of hoping that this movie would fix this issue from Batman vs. Superman, but didn't. But I could could live with it of the world hated Superman and Batman vs. Superman. But now that he's dead, they're just like, oh, he was a beacon of hope and we miss him greatly. I'm like, y'all wanted him dead, like, a few weeks ago. You never really looked up to him. Y'all spent all of Batman vs. Superman saying, we don't need you, we don't need you, and now that he's dead and didn't actually save a lot of you in Batman vs. Superman because you made it very clear that that island was completely uninhabited. It was just kind of jarring. And I'll say, I'll defend what I don't like the Nightmare stuff, um, but it's different in Marvel, is because in Marvel we had a lot of time to spend with the characters being the characters that we know and love. Superman, we just got him back from the dead He's supposed to be the Superman that we know and love. And then he immediately pivots back to evil servant of Darkseid type of thing. We don't get to spend a lot of time with Superman in his prime being Superman. Um, Like the transition from assembled team to scattered team all over again. We don't get a lot of time with the team before everything just gets destroyed. And then to be like, well, what about after they undo everything in the nightmare sequence well from everything we've heard from Snyder at least one of the characters is dead we find we flash forward 20 years into the future so we don't actually get to spend a lot of time with the team cohesively together like we would in say an Avengers movie now I don't want to compare the two directly but I think the reason why they're successful is there's still incarnations of characters that we know and love and for the most part I think these are really apt like accurate representations for the big screen minus some issues that I have with the portrayal of Superman, like Batman significantly better this time around than Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman doesn't murder people with a whole bunch of guns. Um, Actually feels like a leader isn't devoid of humor. But when he does have humor, it's the dry humor of the, he's the straight man basically. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think if we're going to have the nightmare stuff, we don't know what normal is in this universe. So if you're going to do this like Mad Max style, we don't know that that's supposed to be different than the regular world because we haven't yeah. spent that much time in the regular world.
1: And that's what that's the point I keep bringing up to my my, my friend who who loves this. And like I like it too. Like I Same. don't want I don't want it to be like thought that like oh, you're just a like no, like I I love the nightmare ideas and the concepts and like really what they have going for it right now, and, and especially in that scene, like I think if I had just seen that, like that was just posted up somewhere, I would have been like, oh bro, give me more of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's on the tail end of a of a four hour movie, which to and to me that tells me this move this could easily have been a three three and a half. Um, cause the last 30 minutes is, is basically the whole epilogue. Um, but I just, we don't have enough time. We don't understand and because of that. We don't know what's at stake. We like, don't
0: know. We see Batman and company teaming with yes. Joker Deathstroke, which is like for diehard comic book fans. We know that's a big deal, but we didn't get to see this Batman square off against this Joker or this Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. we don't, we don't. We don't see them fighting against each other to know that it's a big deal that they're working together. It would be like in the next Avengers movie, all of a sudden, Falcon is fighting side by side with Thanos. We know that would be significant, but we would have those... We know they've had things together. Deathstroke has been on screen for maybe five minutes total in the DCEU, so we don't know why it's special that he's working with Batman here. Joker, I think they could have they took advantage of the fact that we know Batman and Joker don't get along in other incarnations that they skipped on what made this special. Also, as a Dick Grayson fan, you definitely underdelivered delivered in the explanation as to why it was Dick Grayson. Like, you get some hints of, I had someone that I loved, and then, like, don't send a boy to do a man's job. It's just like, you said that you would expand upon the Robin thing, but you still have yet to give me any clear reason as to why it was Dick and not Jason. But... Again, we're really delving too much in the nitpicks, but we have, we do still have so many positive things to say about this movie. Yeah. It's, and that's, and that's,
1: that's the hard part, is for me, the epilogue, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, almost ruined the movie for me. Just because it does the Return of the King thing, where it's just like, stop, just end, bro. Like, you had it everything wrapped up in a nice little bow right there. No need to get to do all this stuff. No need to dangle more threads mm-hmm. that we know are not going to be a thing. Like, even you then, can't...
0: Mm. Like, if you take out the nightmare stuff, it does set up everything. Like, we could have had the Snyder universe, like, spun off of this Justice League if it wasn't for the nightmare sequences. Because just that, having the nightmare stuff, is just this albatross hanging over everybody's head going, well, you could get excited for this, but you know this bad thing is going to happen down the road that's going to basically change everything. Like, this movie sets up the Aquaman movie perfectly. Granted, they're different tonally, but... Mm -hmm. You could go into this and still go into Aquaman. It doesn't change a whole lot. It gets me excited for a Flash movie. It set up that Batman Deathstroke movie, which I'm really tempted to drag out that Batman Deathstroke trailer that I made all those years ago and (laughs) have that make the rounds again. But it sets up a couple different things, but it still has this cloud over it with the nightmare stuff. If there was no nightmare sequence at all, I think this would have set up a really, really exciting world. And maybe the nightmare stuff is what spooked Warner Brothers because it does feel very much old Snyder, like stuff that he really, really likes. This is the dark and depressing. And I, like you, think the Nightmare sequence could work, but we have to know what normal is before we go into abnormal. Like we haven't had too much time with normal Justice zero, League stuff.
1: Yeah, zero time with normal Justice League stuff. Like I would
0: love to see the Hall of Justice or the Watchtower, but I know with Nightmare sequence on the way, if we do get it, It'll be very, very brief before it all gets destroyed. Basically,
1: yeah, we we you, we're never told we're, we're never presented what's at stake before we get to. It's always like Thanos is coming, and, and like what, and th- like you almost have to compare those two types of storytelling, because while Marvel did be like, hey, Thanos is coming, like for many, 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 many years before Thanos actually came, but. At the same time, he wasn't, he was in a throwaway scene. There was references to him. There was, you know, throughout, scattered throughout many, many movies. It, was, it wasn't 15-minute scenes dedicated to the end of, of, of movies. It wasn't really weird Mad Max stuff in the middle of BVS. Like, it doesn't, I, and like, that's like, if you would have left it as, again, at the end of there, where, like, up to that point, the only references to it were Bruce being like, I was sitting right here, and I had, I want to say a vision, or a premonition. Like, Barry came through and told me, Lois is the key. I think there might be something darker here. Like, that's, leave it there. Mm-hmm. That's par- That's so good. Are you kidding me? And then drop, like, the nightmare sequence Drop that as a trailer. Save it as a trailer. And I'm like, oh, I am here for this. Let's go. Absolutely. Like, we did all this work to get our our world back. And now, now something's going topsy-turvy. Like, oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we haven't talked about it yet. Darkseid in this. We said it from the get-go that everything that was in the trailer is basically going to be the extent of Darkseid in this movie. I still wasn't the biggest fan of his design. It's primarily his armor I'm used to it being much more, I don't want to say, like, stripped back, but, like, not as, like, overly detailed. Because I, Steppenwolf is an improvement from a visual standpoint, Whoa. but I still don't like his look. Like, <clears throat> the armor looks weird to me. Like, I get what he's going for. Like, it's like a living, breathing armor that reacts to him. But I'm like, he's definitely more of a threat than the theatrical version.
1: Yes. But there's...
0: It sounds weird but there's too much detail in Steppenwolf I think that it just yeah. seems gaudy and over the top. It's like um Shredder in the rebooted Ninja Turtles like okay there's a little there's definitely a thing called overkill and I think you're kind of doing that here. And the same thing with Darkseid's design like neck up looks fantastic. Neck down I'm like eh, of the like the chest piece looks I think a little too detailed. I...
1: I will say, young Dark Side, in comparison to Dark Side at the end of the movie, I liked that progression. I liked yes. being like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah. so you are alive. Cool." Because um, to me, when I go, when you go into a comic book movie, you do have to turn off. To me, you have to turn off your knowledge, turn off your your ideas of outside concepts. As far, as far as comic books and you have to go into it and be like okay what story are they telling here so the idea that it looked like oh dark side's dead oh okay cool so stefan wolf's it all right cool 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 and then like stefan wolf finally says you know hail dark side you know for dark for dark side you're like wait maybe he's alive and then he shows up at the end and he looks even cooler than he did at the beginning of the movie to me that worked i i, I hear you i'm I, though on the armor i'm Used to Dark Side and it's not really a nitpick. I think if I saw him in action more, I might be more okay with it, but I am used to his armor being like blockier.
0: Yeah, more straightforward. You know, you know,
1: yeah. Um Stefan Wolfs is a huge improvement. Um I loved that they allowed him to literally cleave people in two. Um it made him so scary. Uh, and there's certain times when he his armor is, like, just chilling. And then he just, like, he says some line where he gets pissed and, goes, <laughs> and the, like all the spikes come up. And I was like, all right, I'm here for this. I g- agree. And this is kind of refl- reflected in, how's, uh, in Cyborg's body sometimes. There's almost too much detail yeah. that it doesn't – and, again, sometimes with the oversaturation – what appears on the screen doesn't necessarily look real. Not, not that it's not there, but it's not, it's, it, it's too obvious that it's, it's CG because that surface is way more reflective than all of the other reflective surfaces in in the the scene.
0: Yeah. Like by large, Zack Snyder movies have fantastic outfits, but I will say they almost always feel a little like they have a little bit too much stuff Mm -hmm. to it. Like, the Batman suit that he wears for most of it, fantastic. The suit that he's wearing when he's driving around with the a big a night owl goggles and everything else, that feels like there's too much stuff on it for me. And I've made it very clear my thoughts on the Flash suit. I think it's one of the worst comic book suits of all time um, because it feels so over... Like, there's too many moving pieces to it and too armored, which kind of goes against what Flash is going for. But, like, Aquaman, I think that's one of the few ones that really work but i still prefer his from his standalone movie but at least logically that makes sense and i'm expecting the same thing to happen with flash of all right we've upgraded our armor to reflect our character progressions so i think that'll happen with flash so we can burn this stupid suit with fire because it it's terrible hey, at least
1: it's not as it's not as bad as the one in the nightmare sequence yeah, where his face is like when the the face is terrible. When the, the face the is bad.
0: On, the face when is the really bad. On,
1: it's really bad. Um, all this to say though, and like you and I, like we we do this all the time. All, anyway, we we pick movies apart. We wanna. While I would love a perfect movie, I know it's not possible. Um, yeah. And I think. The fact that I not only liked but loved this this film is a testament to all the work that Zach put into this film. I would de- I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite DC film to date
0: yet. I think but it's third. I think it's third for me.
1: It's it's Justice League has now gone from my least favorite or down you know six or whatever. To, yeah, top three. Like, I absolutely, like, all the way up to that epilogue, I am locked in, let's go. There's a few story, there's a few elements I might, like, scenes that I might move a yeah. little bit. Um, because Just because I think they might be a little bit more impactful that way. But then again, I've never edited a, 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 a movie, mm-hmm. let alone just taking shots that are, were already done and a movie that's already already happened and just re- completely rearranged it. so it's I've never this to me this is a feat that's I'm not gonna say has never been done but is it's a big deal for someone especially of Zach's caliber to be like no, I'm gonna sit down in this chair I'm gonna re-edit everything. Like, that's a big deal. And I I, I want to commend Zack Snyder for doing this and giving us this product because Boyd does in a lot of ways, he knocks it out of the park. I don't think this is the movie that he, he would have given us if he had never left.
0: Yeah, I don't think the studio would have ever let a four-hour movie come out. No. That's why I'm – as bad as it is to say, I'm glad that it's on HBO Max because we can watch it in its four-hour – however Mm. if this was re-released in theaters i would for sure be there because this movie like as soon as it was done i really wanted to hit repeat but i'm like it's four hours if i watch this back to back that's basically a whole working day Um, and there's still certain elements that um you either love or you hate when it comes to snyder the desaturated color palette um the slow-mo that's not just his dc movie that's just his movies in general that you either for it or not for it and that'll happen with any directorial style like do you like Wes Anderson's symmetry in his movies or does it drive you nuts like everybody has their directorial flair and there's just some things with Snyder that I'm not the biggest fan of but by and large I think this is probably my third favorite DC movie I think Aquaman still might be my first and then Shazam then this because It's the first Zack Snyder movie that I've seen that people act like heroes. They act like a cohesive unit. They're doing good to be good. There isn't stupid inner team squabbling. They feel epic and larger than life, which has always been something that Snyder excels at. Um, But these feel like gods, which is basically how we saw them in the Justice League animated series or whatever else. Like we've said before, just chop off the nightmare sequence, and I think this would be, per- not perfect, but one of the best DC EU movies. Um, it's just that that nightmare scene looms so large over the rest of the movie. But I just really, really, really love this movie a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, just in awe of the final result of this, and I'm happy to mm-hmm. be wrong because we did. We were some of the biggest doubters on this for the longest time, and I'm happy to Absolutely. be wrong. I always want movies to be good. I just, I hate, this doesn't change my opinion on Batman vs. Superman at all. I know some people will be like, well, does this change your opinion on his other stuff? I'm like, I still like Man of Steel, but I still hate Batman vs. Superman with a fiery passion. I hate that movie. But this was significantly better than the theatrical version and Batman vs. Superman. That being said, I'm I'm okay that we just leave it. At this. Like I've, I had no interest in the Nightmare stuff. I know a lot of people want to quote uh, hashtag. Restore the Snyderverse. And are mad that Warner Brothers has no interest in. Pursuing that. But I'm going. It's okay. Zach. I'm sure this took a lot out of him. Let's let him do other things. I'm sure directors. All directors get burnout at some point. Let's let him do some other things. Let's let him do that Day of the Dead movie for Netflix. Let's let him do some other stuff. Um. Would I have wanted to see him continue? Probably not, but that's only because I want other people's visions. Like, we're getting so many different flavors in DC movies now. Joker so radically different than Aquaman, which is so radically different than the first Wonder Woman. We're all over the place, and I think that's a good thing. And with the Flash movie, it seems like we might be getting a multiverse setting up. So, if we wanted to continue this, we could. Um... And I'd be fine if we considered this like an World story. Um, but this was a whole heck of a lot better than either you and I had any expectations of it being. Um, I will be jamming out to the soundtrack for quite a while. Yeah. That score is so good. Like when the team is all together, you're like, yes, this is, this is good. Um, I do regret that we won't be seeing the Justice League as a cohesive unit again, probably for a while. And with, better suits because i always have like minor nitpicks about almost everybody's suit except for um the prime batman suit not the one that he's got in the car but like flash could be better but we know he's getting a new suit soon i'd be curious to see a justice league after they've all had their individual standalone movies and where they get their own suit upgrades like Mm -hmm. oh good lord to see superman with the red and the blue with aquaman and the gold and the green With the Flash in the spandex. With the Wonder Woman suit from Wonder Woman 1984. Which, movie's not great, but a suit, the colors pop in that. With the Ben Affleck Batman suit with just the gray and the black. Maybe with some white eyes. Just chef's kiss. Um, Yeah, we're going to be... This will probably be the last time we see the Justice League characters together for a while. But I don't think you can officially ever count anything out. So, while I wouldn't really want to continue the trend, I'm... I like the trilogy that we got. I don't like the middle chapter a whole lot, but as a whole, I'd say there's more positives than negatives in this mm. Zack Snyder trilogy and I I'm I'm okay with just leaving it at that for now.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I um the question does come up like, well, if you're not going to continue it, why make this at all? And it it's
0: Because HBO Max is desperate.
1: That and I mean if they didn't, why would you, would you guys still, y'all would still be complaining, give us the Snyder cut. So it's like, uh, you can't have your cut your cake and eat it too. Um, however, like you said, way more positives than I I, I ever expected for this film. Um, to me, the biggest, my two big standouts from the, walking away from this movie, I'm more okay with Ezra Miller as, as The Flash than I ever have been. Minus the whole, and, you know,
0: Choking a woman thing.
1: I mean, there's that, yeah. But I mean, that's. But yes, think, as a performance, it, think, I'm excited for the Flash yeah, movie as now. A, as, a,
0: as a performance.
1: <laughs> um, and that Wonder Woman is absolutely incredible, and we need more of that Wonder Woman. um But yeah, dude, like this, again, way more positives than negatives. I mean,. I'd like to say that like my negatives are nitpicking, but some of them are kind of big deals. But still, it's I I like you said we had no no expectation for this to be anywhere near as good as it was, um, and I'm really happy to be able to move on.
0: <laughs> yes, like it it happened. I don't think there'll be as much of a groundswell for restore the Snyderverse as there was for release the Snyder cut of just like. Because that would basically be starting from scratch. Whereas this, like, we already had some pieces. Like, I know some people are like, we want the air cut of Suicide Squad. I'm like, I don't think that was further as far along as this cut of Justice League was. Um, If nothing else, as I bring this to a close, if nothing else, we got to see Henry Cavill one last time as Superman. And they can never take that away from us because we never know what's going to happen with this character, unfortunately. But... We got to see him as Superman one more time, and that's always going to be fine with me. Well, what did you guys think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Have you seen it yet? Have you not? Are you planning on seeing it? Are you going to watch it all at once? Or are you going to divvy it up into little chunks? Let us know in the comments below. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And I want to give a quick thank you guys to you because we have now crossed 400 subscribers on YouTube. We're now sitting at 401. So thanks for being the best listeners out there. And we're going to keep bringing awesome content to you guys. We're going to keep thinking outside the box and keep bringing you the best podcast around when it comes to movie news. And in that... Stay sharp, movie guys and gals.